Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. We started a brand new series called Moving Forward. Oh, come on, 11 a.m. Moving Forward. That's our theme for 2022, Moving Forward. And the first few weeks of the year, the month of January, we're going to be talking around this theme, Moving Forward. Pastor Phil brought a message last week, which was absolutely incredible, on excuses in our life and getting closer to God and taking the gospel out. Today, I really believe God gave me this theme, this word, this phrase, as we were wrapping up uh, last year, probably around September, October, I really felt it heavy in my heart. And I want to begin to talk about what's on my heart around moving forward. So I want you to grab your Bibles and I want you to go to the book of Genesis. Genesis. Genesis is the first book in the Bible. If you don't know, it is the first book in the Bible. If you're here for the first time, if you've never read a Bible, it is the first book. If you've had a Bible for a while and you're still confused, we're going to put it up on the screen and uh, you can read it off of there. If you need a Bible, somebody on team can get you a Bible as well. While you're going there, Genesis, go to Genesis chapter 11. As you're going there, look at the person sitting next to you and tell them you look fantastic this morning. Come on, we got a more in the building. We're glad she's here in the front row. I love you, more. Look at the person on the opposite side and tell them you're sitting next to the best looking person in the building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on some self-confidence in 2022. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Some people said that overconfident, like, yeah, I'm the best looking person. Humbleness is good too. Hey, one more time. I know I've asked you for a lot, but can we welcome everybody online? Come on, our big online family. We love you. We're glad that you're watching and tuned in all over the world. Genesis chapter 11, we're going to begin moving forward everything that I feel in my heart uh, that God has put for us to look forward to, talk about, teach. Genesis chapter 11, go down to verse 27. It feels good in church today. Come on, church is alive, electric. You sound amazing, look incredible. Go down to verse 27. We're going to read, and the word of the Lord says this. Now these are the generations of Terah. Terah fathered Abram, Nahor and Haran. And Haran fathered Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father Terah in the land of his kindred in Ur of the Chaldeans. And Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai. And the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Now Sarai was barren. She had no child. Terah took Abram, his son, And Lot, the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. I want you to underline that, highlight that. When they came to Haran, they settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Today, as we begin moving forward, as I want to share everything that's on my heart, what I believe God is speaking to us as we begin this year, this first message, I've titled it, Don't Settle There. 
Don't settle there. Can you high five four or five people around you and tell them don't settle there. Don't settle there. Come on. Don't settle there. Don't settle there. Don't settle there. Let's pray and uh, I'll share what's on my heart as we learn and grow together for the next about 25 minutes and then we'll worship one more time. Amen? Come on. Father, we thank you. We love you. We thank you for this incredible Sunday. We thank you for this household of faith, this family called Calvary, physically here, online, around the world. Thank you for this community, this family, this gathering of your people. God, we thank you for today. What what an amazing day it is. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. God, we're thankful that we're in the house, connected to the house. We pray that you speak to all of our hearts. I pray that today you would heal hearts. I pray that today you would lift up heads. I pray that today you would heal lives and bring people closer to you, that we would get a fresh revelation of who you are. We thank you. We love you. And it is in the mighty name of Jesus that all of God's people say, oh, come on, all of God's people say, can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on. Life is full of challenges, adversities, afflictions. Life can be cruel and hard and tough. But life is not necessarily made up of what you go through, but how you go through it. There was a man that was born in the year 1809. In 1809, this man was born. And for the first 50 years of his life, He faced challenges, obstacles, afflictions that were difficult for anybody to go through. By the age of nine, his mother died. And obviously that impacted the family and something that impacted his life profoundly. At the age of 21, the business that he was a part of and where he worked, the store ended up closing and went bankrupt. He was engaged and was ready to be married at the age of 26. And his fiance ended up passing away. At the age of 27, he started suffering of nervous breakdowns and life seemed to be full of obstacles and affliction. He decided to get into politics and he went for a congressional race that he lost both at the ages of 36 and 37. But what I love about this man is that he did not give up, but he continued through adversity, challenges, and obstacles. And by the time he turned 51, he was a presidential nominee and eventually ended up becoming the 16th president of the United States of America, President Abraham Lincoln. A man who faced all kinds of challenges, yes, in the midst of that, he continued to go after success, which he had, who did not let affliction or obstacles stop him, but he continued and he decided never to settle when life got difficult. Just like President Abraham Lincoln We have lawyers, mathematicians, celebrities, athletes that also could have given up when life got hard. Michael Jordan was cut from his basketball team his sophomore year of high school. Oprah Winfrey was fired from a local news station because she did not fit in. Thomas Edison said he found 10,000 ways an invention did not work before he finally made it happen. And Albert Einstein did not speak until the age of four. Some considered him slow. Today, his name is parallel to genius. 
What happens when people decide not to settle, but to say through obstacles and challenges, I will not settle here, but I will keep going and understand there's more ahead than what is behind me. It's not what happens to us, but how we go through what happens to us. The human tendency is to settle down or to stop when life gets challenging. When all kind of obstacles are thrown your way, it is easier to quit. It is easier to throw in the towel. It is easier to say, I'm done fighting for all that God had told me he was going to do. And it's way easier to stop when the courage has been erased, when your audacity has been worn out, when you have no more strength in your body, when you get those texts and those phone calls that are way too difficult. It is easier to say, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm good with where I'm at now. In fact, I believe that the dilemma is this, is that it's easier to settle than it is to stretch. To settle is much easier than it is to stretch. Oh, it's easier to settle in disappointments than to stretch for our dreams. It's easier to settle in our faith than to stretch our faith and believe that God can do much more. It's easier to settle in our past than it is to stretch toward a wide open future. You ever tried getting up in the morning and saying, I'm hitting the gym in 2022. I am going to be a different man, a different woman. This six pack is coming by the end of the week. It's easier to settle in bed. Come on, than it is to stretch and get in the gym. Can I get an amen? amen. <laughs> a few of us are on the same boat. It is much easier to settle than it is to stretch. Today, maybe you're here, maybe you're watching online. Have you settled in an area of your life? Have you settled in an area where you just say, I'm okay with average? Have you settled for an average life? Have you settled for an average marriage? It's been difficult. It's been At least we're getting along. At least we're together. Have you settled for an average relationship with your kids? Have you settled in brokenness and say, I guess I'm always going to be broken. I guess I'm always going to be addicted. I guess I'm always going to be the black sheep of the family. I guess I'm always going to be sick. What, what happens is when we settle and it happens over time, it doesn't happen overnight, but slowly we start settling is that where we settle becomes our identity. Now I'm the broken one. I'm the sick one. I'm the one that's always going to be messed up. I'm the one in the family that always has a label slapped on us. And we have now settled in a new identity and we carry on. Well, this is what people always said about me. So this is who I guess I'm always going to be. I'm always going to be the one that's great. I'm always the one that's going to have a dysfunction in my family and all of my family. And we settle in so much that we allow generational curses to go down because we decided to stop and to settle instead of saying, I'm going to stretch and believe that God can do something new. I'm going to stretch and believe that I serve a big God. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I've settled. There's people here today. You've settled and you know where you've settled. You've settled in your faith. You've settled in your vision. You've settled in your purpose, in your calling, in the anointing, in the hand of God that is over your life. You've settled for average when we serve an extraordinary God. The Bible says in the book of John 10.10 10, that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and to 
destroy. But he says, I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. Oh, in the Greek, it's abundant. It's overflowing. It's extraordinary. I'm not settling for an average life. I'm not settling for a mediocre life. I got a big God. Come on, I got an extraordinary God. I got a God that does miracles. I got a God of the impossible. I got a God that can do much more than I can ask, think, or imagine. I'm not settling. I'm stretching forward. I'm moving forward. In 2022, I'm believing for healing. I'm believing for restoration. I'm believing for more. Can I get an amen? Come on, somebody. We serve a big God, yet we settle for average. I'm not talking about physical possessions. I'm talking about supernatural promises of God. You don't have to live pound, wrapped up, always caught up in addiction and brokenness. And this is the way I'm always going to be. And I guess this is who I am. Come on, it's the year to stretch. Tell somebody next to you, stretch, stretch, stretch. Come on, somebody, stretch, stretch in your seat. Push that person next to you. Tell them, I'm stretching this year. I'm going toward the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. I'm going after my healing. My marriage will get better. My family will get better. I'm getting healed. I'm getting better. I'm moving from glory to glory to glory move forward come on somebody anybody with me come on you're part of a church that will not settle when there's a city that is lost we're stretching tell the person next to you stretch <laughs> what can you stretch for this year what can you believe God for this year You've settled in average. You've settled in your calling. You've settled in the purpose and anointing that is over your life. God is telling somebody today, stretch, stretch. 2022, we're moving forward. In fact, I put it this way. Stop wandering in the past and enjoy the wonder of the promises. Done with your past, cut it off. I know life has been difficult. This past year, we all lost something in the past 24 months of life. It's been difficult for everybody. We've cried, we've hurt, we've been down and out, but I'm not settling in my past. I'm moving forward to the future. Charles Spurgeon says, the Lord picks his best soldiers out of the highlands of affliction. So if you're going through something, he's preparing you for what's to come. I'm not stopping here. Tell your neighbor, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. The book of Genesis, the book of Genesis is, is one of my favorite books in the Bible. I absolutely love the book of Genesis. I say that about every book, but the book of Genesis is amazing. And maybe you've read it. it it's beautiful. The book of Genesis is such a beautiful historical account of how God made the universe, creation, the earth, of how God made humanity, the birds, the sea, the dolphins, Flipper, and Lolita the whale. It is absolutely amazing. Read through the book of Genesis, and it's incredible how God created the heavens and the earth. And he made mankind, and he breathed his spirit into us. And Genesis is just amazing. And as you go through Genesis, you see how God started putting order in what, which was in disorder. I love that. Anytime you come to God, come on, he puts order in your life. We serve a God of order. Some of us got into 22, all of this mangled and crazy. He's putting order in our life and saying, no worry, I'm moving you forward in order and discipline. I got something for your life. And so we see how God puts things in order. And one of the things that we see in Genesis is how God picks somebody. And God picks 
this man because out of this man, God is going to form a nation. And when we get big picture, if you see this book from far away, what he's doing is that he's showing the rest of humanity how your life can look like, what your family, your people, your country can look like if you live, love, and honor God. And he decides to pick a people and ultimately they're called Israel and this is the people of God that he decides to bless. And he was blessing them so that others can see around, stop worshiping idols that are not worth your time, that are not even real. In 2022, some of us, we got to put idols down. In fact, that's going to be a series later on in the year talking about idols in our life that we must break down in our life. And God is saying, you're, you're worshiping all these other false little gods when I am the God that will bless you. I am the God that will heal you. I am the God that will, I, I will bless your socks off. And we see that through the book of Genesis. He picks a people, he separates them, makes them holy, and he says, if you live, honor, love me, I'll bless you. And he's using them as a prime example to everybody else. Watch what I'll do with people who love, live, and honor me. And God calls Abram. And he calls Abram this man who is, li he's living in Ur of the Chaldeans. Somebody say Ur. Some of us are in Ur today and God is calling us out of Ur. You've been stuck in Ur for way too long. Ur of the Chaldeans is modern-day Iraq. And he calls them out of modern-day Iraq, Ur of the Chaldeans, and he's saying, I got this promised land for you called Canaan, which today is modern-day Israel. And he's saying, I'm taking you out of Ur, and I'm taking you to Canaan. I got something beautiful for you. This land is amazing. It has oases. It has palm trees. It has beautiful water. It has, oh, come on. It, has, it says it's the land flowing of milk and honey. Come on. It has cocoa for cocoa puffs. It has all kinds of good things. Come on. It has pita chips and hummus. Like, this place is amazing. I, it's a beautiful promise that I have for you. Some of us are stuck in Ur and never enjoying the promises because we can't get out of Ur. And God says, I, I, I called you out of Ur and I'm taking you to Canaan. And everybody in Ur, they actually lived in idol worship. If you go back and you study ancient times and if you study scripture, we'll learn that where Abram was living was a place that was full of idolatry. And God calls them out of the place of confusion, of disbelief, of people who were lost and wandering. And he says, I'm taking you to a place of direction, promises, future, and hope. The Chaldeans were all idol worshipers. And the Bible says that Abram's father, Terah, was a part of people who worship false gods. In fact, later on, as we read through scripture, we do a little scripture reading. We find out as Joshua is retelling the story of how God formed this nation. Look what Joshua says in Joshua chapter 24, verse 2. And Joshua said to all the people, thus the Lord, the God of Israel, long ago your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates. What he's saying is they lived in Ur of the Chaldeans. Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, and they served other gods they served other gods abraham's abraham's dad possibly his brothers his cousins his nieces his nephews they all worship false gods in fact there's outside jewish legends say that terah his father was actually an idol manufacturer 
And the gods that they worshipped, mostly the main god they worshipped was the moon god. In fact, Abraham's wife, Sarai, her old name before he changed it to Sarah, means queen of the universe. And it stood for the moon that they worshipped. And God's like, I'm taking you out of this place that is lost, confused. They, they are infiltrating their, their beliefs with all kind of false gods. And I'm taking you to Canaan because we serve a God that calls you out. I love that. that anybody glad that we serve a God that calls us out? Come on. He calls us out of our messes. He calls us out of our sickness. He calls us out of all of our confusion. He calls us out of that place where we've settled. And he says, I have something greater for you. As we start this year, I feel in my heart, God is calling some people today and saying, I'm calling you out of that adulterous relationship. I'm calling you out of pornography. I'm calling you out of brokenness. I'm calling you out of bondage because I got something much greater for you. Oh, come on. I got a hope and a future for you. I got good things in store for you. Come on, that's the God that we serve. He beckons us forward. God always has a better future for us. He's a good, kind God, and he comes to us gently through the Holy Spirit. And there's some of us today that as we're speaking and as we're studying, you already feel prompting of the Holy Spirit. You know there's numbers you got to delete. You know there's websites you got to block. You know there's somebody that honey, sugar, foot, boo-boo you got to break up with because it ain't no good. And I know he's sweet, and I know she's cute, but it's not good for you because he has Canaan for you, not her. Come on, somebody. Don't settle. Tell your neighbor, don't settle, don't settle. But he's so cute. <laughs> and God always calls us into a promised land. And he calls Abraham out. And Abraham's in the midst of confusion, idolatry. But what I love is that in the midst of all this craziness, somehow, someway, he reveals himself to Abraham. In a family that worshipped other gods, possibly made false deities, he shows himself up to Abram, and Abram has an ear to listen. As we start 2022, one of the things I think we can learn from the life of Abram, and as they move forward, number one, listen for directions. Listen for this whole first week of the fast has been all about wisdom and guidance. And every single day we prayed for things because we want God to lead our personal lives. Because we can't lead others if we don't lead ourselves first. Here's, here's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if God has been trying to speak to me, but I haven't been listening. We're, we're really good at talking to God. A lot of us. Like, like a lot of us are like, yeah, I pray every day. I, I love Papito Dios. I love I love I talk in the morning on the way to work, on the way home from work. But, but what we do is that we come with a list of 53 things that we want from God. God, I love you, but my employer, if you could just strike him with explosive, no, just, with, with, just give him a headache, give him something. Like, God, God, right? Like, God, I need healing. God, I need provision. I'm overdrafted. God, can you please give me a little bit more money? Can my check be a little bit thicker this week? God, just need something. Like, like, and we, love, we come with God. But God is not a genie in a bottle or an ATM machine. He's a God who directs us with wisdom. He's a God that we serve, that we submit to, that we honor. And I wonder if he's been trying to speak to us, but we haven't been listening. Create a space to listen. That's why we separate 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's not to lose weight. It's not to get the abs. It's not, that's why we gather here on Wednesday night because we're starting the year saying, God, we need you. We need you. My marriage needs you. My family needs you. I don't know how to raise these crazy kids. God, God, we need you. God, what do I do with my business? What do I do with the people around me? God, I'm single and I'm trying to make the right decision for my future. 
God, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do with life. Like, God, I need you. I want to move forward. But to move forward, we need directions. Abraham is in the midst of idolatry. All these people, his dad, brother, sister, everybody worshiping false God. Yet God shows up to him and he listens. He has an ear to listen. Do you have an ear to listen to what God wants to tell you? I don't know about you, but my prayer is, God, I always want to listen. Help me. I know I can talk a whole lot, God. I preach for a living. But God, help me to have an ear to listen. Proverbs chapter 3, we studied it this week through our booklet. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. God, guide me. God, lead me. I want to make sure I honor you in all that I do. Come on, let's start 2022 honoring God. Saying, God, you lead me. You guide me. Guide my family. Guide my marriage. Guide my relationships. Guide my business. Guide my, my job. Guide me, God, in all that I do that I'll honor you and love you and serve you. And God called Abram. And in the midst of his dad worshiping idols, family serving moon gods, Abram had an ear to listen. And he says, get out of Ur of the Chaldeans. I'm taking you to Canaan. And not only did he listen, because faith without works is... A lot of us will hear direction, but we're not good at following directions. God said, wait, but we couldn't wait. God said, don't go right, but we turn right. (laughs) And, And Abraham gets up and he begins to move from Ur of the Chaldeans. He leaves it behind. Because not only do we got to listen for directions, number two, move from distractions. Come on, as we start the brand new year, what are some distractions you need to do away with in 2022? Come on, what, what are some distractions? I know every single year we start, we say, God, this is the year I'm going to focus. I'm going to serve you. But, but some, some of you, you know what you have to do and you haven't done it yet. Some of you know you should have deleted that number a long time ago. But before you delete, you always send that goodbye text. Like, I just want to tell you, like, this is not going to work anymore. 12 months later, still texting. Everybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> you, you should have blocked that website a long time ago. You should have deleted that app a long time ago. You, you should have been over with that toxic relationship a long time ago. They have no faith. How can two walk together if they don't have equal minds? Right? Some, some of us are around some people. We got to move away from certain distractions. God wants me to move forward in 2022. Are you hearing me, church? on we all we all God help me to always be obedient because faith without works is dead can't just listen to him I gotta move what are some distractions you got to do away with today look at the Bible says Hebrews chapter 12 verse 1 therefore since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us you can't run the race with all that weight on you some of us got some ways today we need to take off. God, I'm taking off. I'm taking off. I'm cutting off certain people, cutting off certain numbers, cutting off certain relationships. God, I'm focused on what you want to do with me, with my relationships, with my marriage, with my family, with my future. I'm moving away from distractions. This is crazy because if, if we read Genesis chapter 11, what we just read, and, and we were to continue reading, we see that Terah, the father, died. But the following verse, Moses, who's the writer of Genesis, tells us what happens in Abram's life afterwards 
And if we were to read it, we think this is chronological order, but really this is just a Hebrew stylistic way of writing. He focused on Terah for a moment, and then he's going back to give us some history of Abram. Are you following me? It's just a Hebrew way of writing. So look at what it says in Genesis chapter 12. Follow along with me, right? It says this. Now the Lord said to Abram, after his father died, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to the land that I will show you and I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you and I'll bless and I'll make your name great so that you will be a blessing. And then it says, and I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I'll curse and in all the families of the earth they shall be blessed now it looks if you're reading Genesis it looks like his father died now God calls him no all Moses is doing is he's going back into Abraham's life to give us a picture the call did not happen before his father died the call happened before his father died it's interesting to know how do you know that Alex because all the way in the New Testament before they kill Stephen the disciple who was the first martyr he stands up and he preaches an incredible message to the high priest and look what's interesting look what Stephen says follow along with me Acts chapter 7 and Stephen said brothers and fathers hear me the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he lived in before they got to Haran God had already called Abraham are you following me and said to him, go out from your land and from your kindred and go into the land that I will show you. So what happened? God calls Abram out of Ur of the Chaldeans. Along the way from Ur to Canaan, there's a city called Haran. Genesis chapter 11 tells us that they got to Haran and they settled. At the halfway point, they settled. At the halfway point, Terah the father possibly said let's set up camp here and, and maybe we'll stay here a few days and a few days possibly turned into a few years and let's just settle here because th th Haran looks nice I know we got Canaan in front of us but but Haran looks good and why don't you put up some tents as well why don't we we start to open up a business and why don't we start living here and I really felt from God as we started 2022 that some of you are settling at the halfway point when God has much more for you you've settled at your Haran You've settled at the halfway point of your promises. You've settled at the halfway of all the goals, visions, and dreams that God has given you. Some of you, you've written down some things that you know God has called you to do, but you've settled halfway and you're at Haran, but Haran wasn't the finish line. Haran wasn't the final destination. It was Canaan. And God is saying, I want you to move forward to Canaan in 2022 because I have much more for you. And you've settled at Haran. What's interesting is that Haran has the same name as Terah's first son that died. Genesis chapter 11, we read. Now, now, all the scholars, all the commentaries say that possibly the city had nothing to do with his son, but it's just interesting it has the same name. They went from Ur the Chaldeans, they get to Haran. At Haran, he settles. The name of the son that died that we just read in Genesis chapter 11 is Haran. Possibly he got to Haran and he says, the pain is too much. This place, it reminds me of all the hurt, bitterness that I've gone through. And I think I'll just settle here. It reminds me of the obstacles and the challenges that I've faced. And I think I can't keep going past this pain. Terah, the father, possibly got to Haran and said, life has been too difficult, too challenging. This city reminds me of the very own son that died in front of me. 
One thing is for a son to bury his father. Another thing is for the father to bury his son. And now that the father is carrying this pain and he's living in a city that's called after the son that he had to bury. And possibly he says, this place is as far as I'll ever go. And some of us are sitting in a place of pain because life has been hard. And we haven't continued to move forward because life is just too challenging. And I've had pain in my life that nobody knows about. And I've had all kinds of dysfunction and hard times. I've had losses nobody knows about. Life has been hard and cruel. Some of us, we've cried some tears over the last 12 months that nobody knows. And instead of continuing to move forward after all that God has promises for your life, for your marriage, for your children, for your children's children, you've settled in Haran. In fact, as I'm speaking, I really believe the Holy Spirit is telling people here online the places that are Haran in your life. And you know what you need to let go of and you know where you've settled. You've settled in your calling. You've settled in your anointing. And you've let the areas of pain and brokenness hold you captive. And you've stopped at Haran. And they got to Haran and they settled. They settled. Don't settle there. Don't settle there. Because that's not your final destination. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Don't settle there. Don't settle. I know it's been painful, but don't settle there. I know you've been walking around in bitterness and rejection and hard times and fears and loneliness, but that, that's not your final destination. I know you've been confused and you've lost. And I know it looks like you've had more losses than gains, but that's the final. That's not the final destination. You don't settle at Haran. Listen for directions. Move from distractions. We'll finish with this. Number three, persevere through difficulties. Abram also lost somebody. He lost his brother. And while Terah, his father, was grieving a son, Abram was grieving a brother. And the same way the father settled, Abram could have settled. But yet, Abram believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness. God says, I'm taking you out of your father's land and I'm taking you to Canaan. And as they traveled all the way up the crescent, they stopped at Haran, but Abram knew that's not the final destination. And he might have settled for a few days, weeks, years, but ultimately he packed his bags again, broke down his tent, and he says, let's get moving because this is not our final destination. I'm going to persevere through the challenges, affliction, and difficulties of life. Imagine if, if Abraham would have settled at Haran as well. All throughout scripture, we see people who never settle, but God calls and he beckons them forward and they believe God for more. And I believe that there's so many of us with the calling and promises and vision and dreams of God, what God wants to do with our life and our marriages with our relationships, with our future, but yet we settle with Haran. And look what Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 through 14. Brothers, I do not consider that I've made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. What if Paul would have settled? What if Paul would have said, I'm, I'm done. The first time I tried preaching, they rejected me and they tried stoning me and they tried killing me. I'm done. I'm never serving again. 
What if Abraham Lincoln would have quit after he lost the first election? What if Michael Jordan would have never gone back and joined the basketball team? What if Oprah would have said, yeah, TV's not for me? What if Thomas Edison would have said, I'm done, and he never would have gone after that 10,001 invention? Or if Albert Einstein would have accepted the labels that people said about him, that he was weird and dumb and quiet. Have you settled at Haran? As we start 2022, come on, let's move forward. I'm not, I'm not settling there. I'm not settling there. Some of you, you know that place that God is speaking to you right now. You've settled. You've settled in certain, certain areas of life. You've settled. You've settled. You've settled in that pain. You've settled in that place. Today, God wants to move us forward. I'm going to ask all of us to stand up to our feet if you're capable, if you're able to. And I want all of us to get in a, in a posture of just worship and prayer for a moment. And I really believe that as we start the year off moving forward, God wants to heal some people. God wants to prompt some people. And I believe that as we were going through scripture, as we were teaching today and talking, you, you felt the prompting. God is telling you, move forward, move forward, move forward. I, I don't know what you need to leave behind, but some of you, you know what you need to leave behind. Certain attitudes, certain mindsets, certain people, certain places, certain groups that God is saying, you, I, I need to leave, I need you to leave that behind. Don't settle in Haran. And some of you have cried over some painful moments over these last few years. And some of you have gone through brokenness and heartache and pain. And God is saying, I know, I know you've gone through that. But the challenges, the adversities, I'm making something out of you. It's not for you to stop and camp there. It's for you to go through that. And I'm going to make a soldier out of you. I'm going to make a man and a woman of God out of you. I'm doing something through the trials. I'm doing something through the testing. But don't settle there. That's not where I want you to stop. I got much more for you. I got much more for you ahead. Come on, in that attitude of prayer with eyes closed and head bowed. There's people here today, you know, you know what you got to leave behind. There's something that's still, still, still tugging at your heart. There's something that is still holding you captive and bound. There's still that addiction. There's still that bondage. There's still that thing in your life that you know today, today I'm breaking out of this. I'm not always going to be labeled this. I'm not always going to be stuck here. I'm not, I'm not staying in Haran. Don't settle there. Don't settle there. There's much more ahead for you. Don't settle for the average marriage. Don't settle for a broken family of dysfunction and generational curses. There's more ahead. There's healing. There's freedom. There's deliverance. There's peace. There's joy. Everlasting in the presence of the Father. Come on, he has much more for you. Today, make a decision. I'm leaving. I'm leaving Haran. And I'm going towards Canaan. Today, if that's you, if you know there's something in your life you need to let go of, with every eye closed, with every head bowed, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand right now. Raise your hand as high as you can in an attitude of prayer. Come on, why don't you lift up your hand and you're saying, I'm leaving. I'm leaving this place of comfort. I'm leaving this place of my past. I'm leaving this place of bitterness. I'm leaving this place of insecurity. I'm leaving Haran. I'm leaving Haran. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm leaving Haran. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. I'm moving forward in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, pastors, dream team, pray. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going to start 2022 with victory in Jesus' name. We're done with bondage. We're done with breakthrough. Every hand lifted that says, I'm leaving Haran in Jesus' name. I'm leaving this place of pain. I'm leaving this place of bitterness, resentment, rejection. I'm moving forward to all of God's promises. I'm not settling here. We're leaving in just a moment. One more thing. Every hand that's lifted. We never do this at Calvary. I just felt in my heart to do this. 
If you have your hand lifted, I want you to move to your right, to your left. Come down the aisles. Come all the way to the front. As a, as a prophetic act. As an act that says, I'm moving forward. I'm moving out of comfort. I'm moving out of pain. I'm moving out of bitterness. Get out of your seat and make your way all the way down forward. Come on. Make your way forward. Let's get as close as you can. As close as you can. Come on. We're going to worship together. Come down to the right, the left. Meet us up here. Shonda, we can sing. I put my trust in Jesus. Come on. With every hand lift and let's sing it. My anchor to the ground. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, make your way all the way down. Get as close as you can. As close as you can. Father, we pray that from today on, January 9th, we, we make a note of it. Today is the day that we left the place of pain, that we left the place of brokenness, that we left the place of bondage, 
that we left the place of addiction, that we left the place of average, that we left the place of faithlessness, that we left the place of negativity. Today's the place, today's the day that we put our faith and our trust in Jesus, that we enlarge our vision, that you open up our eyes to see all that you have. No eye has seen, no ear has heard for the beautiful things that you have prepared for those who love you, God. I pray that today, Holy Spirit, you will bring encouragement, strength, healing, hope in the name of Jesus to every marriage, to every household today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for healing of every heart, healing of every mind, healing of our souls in Jesus' name, Father. I pray that today you begin to move us into the promises that you have for us, God. That in you, Jesus, they are yes and amen. Walk into the hope and future that you have for our kids and our children's children and our children's children's children in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. With every eye closed, we're leaving in just a moment. We're leaving in just a moment. I know we went a little bit over time, but you can stay where you are really quick. With every eye closed, with every head bowed. Today, if you're here, if you're watching online and you say, Alex, I don't have a relationship with God. I feel far from God. If you're saying there's no way that God wants anything to do with me because I've messed up too much, I've sinned too much. The Bible says all of us are sinners. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. There's not one perfect person in this place. None of us. We've all failed, done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. The Bible says, yes, God is love, but the, the Bible also says God is holy. And he can't be with sin. He detests sin. He has to judge sin. He's a good, holy, merciful God. But he has to deal with sin. And so he came up with a solution called Jesus. Jesus came and the Bible says that he grabbed all of my sin, your sin, all of our sin. The Bible says that he carried it on his shoulders. He went up to a cross and at a place called Calvary, he died for every single one of our sins. The Bible says that Jesus died there on the cross because the wages or the penalty of sin is death. You and I could never pay for our own sin. It needed to be a pure, one without blemish, one without sin, and the only one was Jesus. Jesus says, I'll live a perfect life and I'll die for the sins of humanity. He died at a cross, he went down to a grave, and the Bible says that he didn't stay dead, but after three days, Jesus Christ, he resurrected. He died to forgive us and he resurrected to give us brand new life. With every eye closed, with every head bowed, as we get ready to leave, there's some of you in here watching that you say, Alex, I need forgiveness. I know I'm far from God. And Today I need a brand new beginning. I need a brand new start. Today I need forgiveness for all of my sins. I know I've done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong. I want to be saved. The Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. With every eye closed, in a moment of prayer, in a moment of privacy. If today you're saying, Alex, I need Jesus, I'm going to count to three. If that's you, can you raise your hand? I'm not going to call you out. None of that. Right where you are, hold it up for maybe three, four, five seconds. I just want to see who I'm praying for that you can put it right back down. One two, three. Raise your hand. Come on, as high as you can. If you're saying, today I need Jesus. Today I need Jesus. God bless you. 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 I saw some hands up here. Amazing. Amazing. If you're watching online and you're making that decision, you can raise your hand right there where you're at. God sees you. And let us know you're making that decision. With eyes closed, I'm going to say a simple prayer. And I want all of you to raise your hand and repeat this prayer after me. In fact, the whole family together. Come on, all of Calvary, wherever you're watching, Everybody here in the building, let's say this together as one big household of faith. Out loud, say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe 
you're the son of God. You died for my sins. And on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'll follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Oh, come on, let's give God some praise. Hallelujah. He's a good God. Hey, if you raise your hand here today, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to come alongside of you and help you. In fact, we have a free gift for you outside. It's a free Bible. You can pass by our Connect And If you're watching online, we will mail one out to you. We have a Bible outside. It's absolutely free from us to you. It's a free gift. Make sure you pass by there. It's no strings attached. They're not going to show up at your house tomorrow or Wednesday and say, hi, oh, yeah, you made a decision to count. None of that. They're just going to high-five you and give you a free Bible. And we buy thousands of them a year and we give them away for free. One more time. Can we give a big, big hand at everybody that made that decision? Thank you so much. Hey, come on, let's move forward in 2022. Tell the person next to you, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. Let's sing that song one more time. Come on, great is your faithfulness. We love you, church. We'll see you Wednesday night for prayer. Let's lift up our hands. Father, we thank you. We love you. We're moving forward with you. Thank you, Jesus, for your promises. We pray that you go with us this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, 